But let's speak to Steve Bird now. Steve Bird from Ryan Hill. Ryan, I feel like I'm taking up your valuable time, Steve. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Crazy challenge. He's a, he's a, he paints many watercolour, is that right? There's, there's certainly less challenges being done in watercolours, and I do work mostly in watercolours, yeah. And uh, he's painting a picture a day. We'll go into exactly about who and why in a moment. Can I just say, though, you've shown me a couple of your pictures just now. It's the first time I've seen these pictures. Uh, to describe them, it, and I didn't know you could do this much detail in one day, they're bordering on photorealistic. I'm trying to get them as close to uh, the photographs that people send me as possible. I mean, it's one of those things you're dealing with people's memories. Yeah. And uh, so you want to get it, recreate it as much as possible for them. Um, but, of course, in doing it, you're turning it into something that instead of it staying on their hard drive or on their phone or wherever it is, it ends up on their wall. Yeah. So you may, it's it's something very nice to actually... And, and instead of it being locked away it's going to get passed down through the generations so you set yourself this challenge why are you doing it then steve well i mean first and foremost i want people to see what i can do i mean that is the that is the biggie really uh when you're an artist you're getting your work out to the world isn't it isn't the easiest thing in the world no. when i used to do it years ago it was putting on gallery walls and all that sort of thing now everything's gone global and i thought well this is a chance to see um, a different way of doing things so it's a big learning curve but the target is the wedding I mean I'm getting married on the 31st of May and the idea was that I would do as many pictures as possible up to the wedding with the wedding as the target I've got to write 50 paintings in 50 days is 50 that paintings and yeah. 50 working days alright so you do get weekends I'm take, I'm, somehow I'm so you're not insane some, <laughs> yeah exactly somehow there's got to be some time spent preparing for the wedding <laughs> when I actually found out, when, uh, when my partner Jane found out that I was doing this, she, she did point out that uh, actually we did need to spend some time getting ready for the wedding as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. We'll, we've talked some more about Jane and, and how she's taken to this, Steve. Um, I've got to say, so far, these pictures look absolutely amazing. We'll see if we, we can uh, borrow one and put it up on Facebook in a bit. I was smashing. In the meantime, uh, we'll break for the news. BBC Radio Stoke, hello, how are you today? Nine minutes past 11, you with Perry Spillane, with Steve Bird. Steve's from Ryan Hill, he's a localiser. I understand it's a bit awkward for you because um, you're not the only Steve Bird who paints, are you? No, I'm not. I, I was quite surprised uh, when I sort of... You know, everybody's got to at least put their name into Google at least once, haven't they? Got to Google yourself. Yeah, I'd uh, say once every 12 months. Uh, I was quite shocked when I Googled Steve Bird and found out there were two other artists with the name Steve Bird. And one of them was from Newcastle on Tyne. And the oh, other that's one, not helpful at all. <laughs> it's not helpful it? no. at all. And the other one, believe it or not, was from Stoke-on-Trent. Oh, right. Only Do you know him? No. <laughs> he's about five years younger than me. And luckily he's living abroad now somewhere, oh, right, I think. Yeah. But uh, that wasn't helpful when it comes to actually being identified. Um, so I've had a look at some of your pictures, stevebirdartist.co.uk. And um, as I said earlier, there is a photorealism about them. But they're from photographs, aren't they? They're, they're from photographs. What, what I'm actually doing is I'm actually getting my friends and followers online, wherever they are in the world, and they're coming from all over the place, to send me photographs that they've taken from their past or... I mean, we've all got photographs on our hard drives and on our phones that are never going to see the light of day. And a lot of them are brilliant pictures. And so they send them to me. I choose the ones that I'm going to paint. I turn it into a painting. And suddenly it's something that goes in a frame on your wall and you hand it down to your kids and your grandkids and it becomes something special. And we all have photographs we love, don't we? we? Do. I, I can think of two or three. There's one of my daughter where she's, she's wearing um, little earmuffs. She must have been about five four or five mm. 
and I've got her in profile, and I've got quite—it's uh, quite blurry in the background. You've got a shallow depth of field. And it's a be- beautiful picture because she's picked out in profile, lovely. And these silly he- headphones she's got, and the earmuffs, got a picture of a, a cat's face on them. Yeah. And and she looks quite serious and pensive and thoughtful, and it's a beautiful scene. And then she's got these stupid earmuffs on. I, I, I love it's it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. And, and at one time we would have all taken them, and we'd have taken them to get the protest. Oh yeah. And we get real hard photographs. We put them in a frame and put them on the sideboard or on, a, on the wall or whatever. But now we take them with our phones, and we might put them onto Instagram or. Uh, Pinterest or whatever, but then they've gone, they've disappeared into the ether. But this is a way that for people to get it actually put into something hard again, something special that they, they yeah. can treasure. A frame. Yeah. Oh. Um, if you've just joined us in the last 10 minutes or so, you'll have missed the, the crux of what Steve's doing. He's set himself a challenge, 50 paintings in 50 working days. That's right. And the idea is to end this by, by the time of your wedding to Jane. Well, the idea was to end it by the time of the wedding. Um, but uh, this is where you find out that I'm actually an artist, not a mathematician, because I actually counted wrong when I actually started. So it is impossible to do 50 You've gone paintings. long, is what you're telling me. You've gone long. Yes, definitely. So, actually, what I, did, I thought about this. What, what do I do? What do I do? And I decided I shall carry on after the wedding until I've completed Oh, that'll wedding. go down well. <laughs> so, so, you're on well, your honeymoon, and I'm oh, sorry, I've got clients to paint for. That's sorry. It, that's, so, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> New <we> wife. <laughs> How has Jane taken this? Um, she's taking it very well. She's extremely supportive, uh, I have to say. But, I mean, because there are days when. I am having to paint till the early hours of the morning with some of these paintings. Uh, I'm trying to do everything else in life as well, as you can imagine. Uh, I've got kids at school miles away and I have to do the, both the school runs and all this sort of thing. And so some of these days get broken and I start at 10 o'clock in the morning, say, on a painting, and some of them I've not finished till half past one in the morning. So she's having to be quite patient, and she's doing very well, really. And your paintings, many of them are very detailed as well. They are. I mean, that, that's that's an, part of the nature of, of my style of painting, really, uh, which is why these paintings that I'm doing on this particular I Paint Your Life project are all fairly small they're all seven by five inches because just purely you don't want to cover the canvas area in in one day well i can't literally physically cover much more than that in a day and the into the detail that i paint so and did when you set yourself this challenge before you started it how long would each painting take you before there was the the deadline (sighs) element to your painting well this is another thing i mean most of my the paintings that i've been painting for myself, so to speak, um, are a lot bigger. Um, I, I paint uh, on a set of pictures this size. So you're we'll about 18 inches squares and that sort of size. Yeah, 20, Two 22 foot. by 20, that sort of thing. And you're talking a month maybe to actually finish a painting at that size, which, if you're talking a month's work, makes the paintings quite expensive. <laughs> So somehow you've got to balance it all out. So you've done this to get yourself noticed. It seems to be yeah. working. What? How, how did your sort of friends uh, feel when you said when you bounced this idea around? I'm going to paint a painting a day, knowing your style, knowing how meticulous you are. Um, how did that go down with people who know what your work's about? I th- everybody's been quite excited about it, to be honest. I think everybody's uh, been really um, sort of. So- 
it's a challenge and people are waiting to see what I can do, I think. And and since this, I mean, I started, I knew nothing about Twitter and Facebook hardly uh, a month or so ago until I started this. I'm, I'd, not, I'd got three followers, I think, when I started. I've got 440 now okay. and it's growing all the time. Um, and, you know, so people can now go at Steve Bird Artist on Twitter and everybody's joining in all the time from all over the world and people have been really sort of supportive and excited about it it's it, it which is great uh, you're part of the twitterati now then i am indeed yeah, yeah. Did, uh, i mean it's a cruel place as well have many people been harsh i mean nobody's been harsh everybody has been lovely uh, it's it's fantastic i start the day uh, for me at 10 o'clock in the morning and one of the first people that gets in touch with me is a guy named diraj in india and he's a psychiatrist in India, and he's been. He, it's lunchtime for him, and he's following me. It always starts round about India, and goes through the day. America's still asleep, and as I go on with the painting, America suddenly comes in, and the, and it's going around the world during the day. It's fantastic to do, and people are. I've, the furthest Easter painting has gone so far as Finland. Hopefully. I'll get a bit further before the end of the project, and the furthest away in the West we've gone is Alaska. Mm. Which was great. I mean, my most international painting is of a woman from Alaska sitting on top of a rock in Australia. And I painted it in the UK. Wow. That, 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 that's you know. the global world, isn't that's it? That's it, yeah. Um, so how many paintings are you in now? I'm on, 20, I'm on number 22 at the moment. So there's 28 slots left. If people want to actually join in... Right, well, we'll talk about that you know, in a bit. Okay. There's 28 slots left. And with Steve Bird from Ryan Hill setting himself this remarkable challenge. BBC Radio Star, and with Steve Bird, the artist, and uh, we're talking about his challenge, 50 paintings in 50 days. The idea was to end, what, on, on, on the eve of your, your wedding? That was the, the idea, original plan. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the original plan was. And so were you going over, by, what, by five days or something? I'm going over by about five days, yeah. It's five days to seven days, something like that at the minute. Long enough to ruin it. The honeymoon, as far as I well, can actually, we're, we're rather the honeymoon isn't actually going to happen until later on. So okay, yeah, Jeez. we're going to be okay. You, you've been let off. So it is an interesting thing about you, Steve. We'll go back into your past. You were born just yards from here, weren't I you? I was literally born about a hundred yards from where we're sitting at the moment in Hanley. Um, if you look at the stage door of the Regent Theatre, there are some dressing room windows up above, and the one slightly to the right. I was born about ten feet from there. Palmer. In Pall Mall, wow. in Hanley, yeah, in Hanley, yeah. And your dad was a projectionist at the theater, Originally, my dad was a projectionist electrician when it was a, a cinema theatre back in the early days in the 1930s. And my mum sold ice creams and worked the cash desk and that sort of thing. And she always reckons he used to put the spotlight on her when she was out put it, selling the ice creams <laughs> and, and everything uh, and, uh, in the cinema. That's, that's quite romantic, really, isn't it? And, so, yeah, and, and you worked there yourself, didn't you? Or at least I worked you... in the theatre. I didn't work at the Regent, no. I no, worked... but you, you moved into theatre. I moved into the theatre. I worked, I worked in the theatre for about 10 years. Uh, I originally wanted to go on stage, but I never actually got that one. I got distracted and ended up doing stage management and uh, technical work and all that sort of thing for 10 years. Yeah. I got out of it and suddenly remembered I wanted to be an artist and, uh, and, and got back into the art thing. So you'd done a bit of art before? Well, yeah. I, I mean, it was, I think it was at school, really. I went to Holden Lane in Snake Green, mm -hmm. and I was very, very lucky. I mean, the first couple of years that I was there, it was really boring. Uh, art was, you'd go into the room and there'd be sort of bottles and pots and pans, and you'd sit there with a piece of paper and a piece of charcoal and draw this, and it was so boring. And then in my third year... This teacher, a guy named uh, Mr. Simcock 
Frank Simcock is. Do you know was. I was doing favourite teachers on the radio yesterday? Really? That, that was my phone. Oh, favourite teachers. He was. He came to the school and the place just erupted in colour. It was just one of those wonderful moments in life, and he was a wonderful man. And uh, I mean, I didn't know his first name. Then teachers didn't have first names didn't, in those days, did they? But they all uh, lived at school. You never. They never went shopping, and they never had it. first names. That's it. Uh, but he came in and suddenly you walked into the art room when there was a six-foot hot dog above the door and a picture of Rita Hayworth on the wall doing uh, the Glove Strippers Gilder and everything. And it was marvellous. And I just lived in the art room for the next three years at school. And he really got me into it. And then I went to the Sitzroom College and carried it on there. And uh, I remember going to the careers officer at school, the guy that we'd never met before. We just you had sent a queue outside this office in the quadrangle at school and walked in and the stranger said to him, so what are you going to do when you leave school? And I said, I want to be an artist. And he looked at me and I might as well have said I wanted to be an astronaut. I looked, you know, I was, this is Stoke in the 60s, you know. <laughs> and, so, and, oh, and he thought for a bit and he said, oh, you better go to college then. Yeah. And that was the only time I ever saw him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have an answer for you. I, I had difficult times though with careers advisors I told them I wanted to be a stuntman they didn't know how to deal with that one either at the time um, so, so then you, you, you trained as an artist your, your style is very technical though isn't it so it, who taught you is. that was that just hard that's, graft to be honest that's self taught uh, it, that is hard graft I when I was at, at school and in the sixth form and everything there were, there were you know there's always somebody better than you whatever you do there's always somebody better than you and in the sixth form there was this lad that could paint people and everything marvellous it was fantastic and by inference I was rubbish yeah. uh, and there was, there was that sort of mm, you know but when I stopped working in the theatre and I started to remember that I wanted to be an artist that was when the hard work started and then I realised I wanted to paint in watercolour I wanted to paint in oils we used to paint in with great big blocks of pastel poster paint at school and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I suddenly realised that Rembrandt probably didn't paint with big blocks of poster paint. I've got to learn how to do watercolour. So I got the watercolours and I started and realised I was rubbish and had to start from there. Almost um, from scratch, in a sense. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, I, I'd say that. I mean, uh, the Sixth Form College, especially at that time, back in the in the late 60s, early 70s, the art, the art department was great. They gave you a really good um, footing in, in in art. We used to paint from model twice a week, and we'd do really interesting things. So they were great. Uh, but as regards doing the sort of thing that I do now, it was basically um, slog. And from the outside looking in, the art world is is, and this is outside looking in. It's mm. obviously too basic a, an interpretation, but. It seems to be filled with either people who are doing crazy stuff or people who are working really hard for very little praise. Yeah, that, that's... It's, oh, you don't, don't start me. <laughs> this is one of my other bees in my bonnet, I'm afraid. Um, but uh, it is, you, you get people doing crazy performance art, you get people doing all that sort of thing, and it's fine. But that, that's the nature of the world we live in, isn't it, Perry? I mean, uh, we're all living in a, an X-factor age where everybody wants overnight fame, and it's a lot easier to do something crazy and wacko than it is to actually sit and um, work hard and, and, and try and sort of master a craft or, or whatever. There are some great artists out there that paint brilliantly, but you're not going to hear a lot of them because they're busy learning how to be great artists. Hmm. You, you hear about the ones that do the make, you know, the unmade bed and the pile of bricks and the, all the rest of it. We hear about them. 
the others, we don't hear about them the same because they're not doing anything sensational in that sense. So where, where would you put someone nowadays? like Banksy and all that? Because, I mean, he, he's come out of a, a neat yeah. little trick, stenciling on people's walls and That's running away. That's a cracker, though, Banksy, isn't it? Because well, the, the, the works that Banksy does are really good. I mean, there's no doubt that the man's an amazing artist. And the fact that it's an anonymous thing... It's just wonderful, really, isn't it? It's like, it, 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 it's he's created a myth in his own lifetime. I, I have That's a theory wonderful. that Banksy is a group of people. That's it's my possible, theory. isn't it? Yeah. It is possible. Uh, because that style isn't, as great as it is, it's not that difficult to emulate. Uh, so it could be a group of people, but... I don't know. I think it might. Be. I think it's a man. I want to think it's a man, don't you? Don't you want to believe that Santa Claus exists? Or a woman? Maybe it's a woman. It could be. Yeah, and it's, it's her pseudonym. Yeah, definitely. There you go. That would that would blindside everyone. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? There you go. So, why do you want local people to paint for the last twenty-eight days, really? or as much as possible? Yeah. As, uh, the thing is, at the moment, I I'm doing this online. I'm doing it on uh, Twitter and on Facebook and Google Plus and Pinterest and all these online things, and I'm being followed by people all around the world, and it's, it's, I'm getting stuff from all over the place, but it would be really, really nice to actually get some people that are local to where I'm from. I'm born and bred in, in Hanley. I'm born and bred in Stoke-on-Trent. And the, to actually know that I was actually doing something that people around here were getting involved mm. in, well, it would be would be really great for me. Um, and another thing is that a lot of the people that are following me online are artists, and they can paint their own pictures. I want to <laughs> paint pictures primarily. I want to paint pictures for people that don't paint their own pictures, people who uh, want to have a great picture of their horse on the wall or uh, a great picture of a, a wonderful memory. And I'm right, so this is a commission with no obligation to buy. Totally. This is a, an amazing opportunity, really, because normally if you wanted to commission me to do a painting, I'd quote you for how much it would cost, and it would cost a lot more than these are, uh, according to how long it would take me to do it and that sort of thing. And you'd have to put down a deposit uh, uh, and, and all that sort of thing. And you'd be a, sort of obliged to, to buy as long as, I like, as long as I did the commission properly. There's no, there's no obligation on this. You send me the photographs... And I'm not necessarily going to choose your photograph. I might get a lot of them. But the ones that I choose, I'm choosing because I think they'll make good paintings. And you get the first opportunity to buy. You get 24 hours to decide whether you want to buy the painting. If you decide not to, or if the 24 hours goes past, then it goes on sale on my website. And how much are you selling them for? They're all £100 exactly. That's no matter where you are in the world. So if you're in... Mentally, it's £100 and the less the price of the postage to you. If you're in Alaska, well, I've done one for Alaska, it's the same thing. It's £100 plus the postage to Alaska. Um, I don't know how many you still have with you because um, have you sent them off as you've gone through or have you, have you held on to them until no, the end? No, some of them have gone. Some of them have gone. I mean, as people pay... Everything's so instant now. People send me the pictures. I get them instantly. They pay me by PayPal I put them in the post the same day, yeah. so they get them the next day. Everything so we want instant gratification. Well, I, I tell you why I'm asking. Uh, we've got we've been contacted by the Mitchell Arts Centre, and they said they would love an exhibition of your paintings. Oh wow! And the I Paint Your Life collection is what they would like to yeah. display. Well, they're that they're, they're. I mean, what I've got, I've still got a lot of them left. They're not, as I say, there's no obligation to buy. So at the end of this, there will be a load of them. Life okay. probably uh, that w- would make a great exhibition, really. Uh, and I'm I'm asking people to do things like when they um, 
by when they get the painting to take a photograph of themselves with the painting. I've got a lovely photograph of a lady named Melissa in Alaska holding the painting next to her. And, it, you know, the painting's gone miles. Yeah. Um, and I'm asking people to and send me a, a little bit of a story of what, what the painting is. And I'd painted one person. It was just a picture. It was just looked like a guy standing on a hillside looking out. Uh, it was in Denver in... in uh, He's standing there, and I painted it, and the next day the lady says, well, actually, that's my, my guy. I, I love him very much. We only took that last week, but he's standing on the spot where my parents met. Mm. I, it's, it's wonderful, isn't You've it? got to it's put like, that in your blog, haven't you? Yeah. Listen, Steve, um, it's been great. It's great to meet you. It's lovely to see your pictures. Um, keep up the good work. If, if, that's it. if you need my encouragement, it sounds like of all the followers you've got, you, you would not need oh, it. Oh, I could always want more followers. <laughs> At so, Steve Bird on Twitter, don't Okay, and, and the That's hashtag Bird is... Artist, sorry. I paint your life. Hashtag I paint your hashtag life. Hashtag I paint your life. Yeah. And so far, he's the only person with that hashtag, but it's only a matter of time before it's purloined, isn't That's it? it? Put that into Google, and everything you see is me. BBC Radio Stoke.